Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking Football And they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid But what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles 25 Whistles Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL Download the DraftKings app and use the code BOBBYSPORTS to get in on the action Coming up later He's got to be from LSU. He's so dumb. <laughs> mm. I like him. I'm a big fan. Even as a host, I just this is not LSU time for me. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, former LSU running back and NFL fullback Jacob Hester. He now co-hosts his own radio show for Sirius XM and ESPN Radio. We'll talk about that. He was on the 2007 national championship team at LSU, and then I don't know. He's white. Say, so man, I play fullback in the NFL. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about college football in, in, in a little bit with him. Uh, that's what's up. You know, what a night Saturday it was for a bunch of reasons. The Arkansas game was tough. I just want to get out of my system and just say there's tough. We lost by three, and it's made me sick. Um, but do you guys know your guarantees, your prom- your locks of the week? Oh, let me get my yeah. money. Let me get my you know, money out. I have mine. Kevin, go ahead. Mine? Was Washington minus twenty one? How they do? They won by twenty seven. So you're good. Wow. We good. Okay, so no money owed there. Uh, mine. Yours was Arkansas plus seventeen and a half. Uh oh. No, I won. Oh, yeah. plus seventeen and a half. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job. I haven't missed a guarantee yet. Eddie? Okay, okay. Hey, relax. We've been doing this for two weeks. Hey, <laughs> what was yours? <laughs> Mine was Jacksonville. Right, it's Jacksonville. No, you you had Titans. Oh, even worse, Titans. Oh God, those guys are both terrible. God. We lost. So what do I owe? Ten bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep it on fire. What was Reed's? Reed's was minus six and a half. Miami, easy. Oh man. Oh my God. That they had two like running backs score like forty or fifty points in fantasy between yeah. A Chain and Mostert. It was crazy. That's the lock of the year. <sighs> okay, so Eddie is the only one who owes ten bucks this week. Ten yep. bucks. I'm fifty uh, percent. Hey, I'm hundred. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but we lost. It sucked. I did bet a thousand dollars on them to cover though. <laughs> oh, dude. That was just last minute for you? No. How did that how did that happen? I told you guys that's free money. But I don't ever listen to that word. Mm. Free smiles. I'm just talking about my own self here. Right, right, right. But you were so confident that it was just like No, I t- I just I knew we I thought we could win the game. I even said that. I said I think we can win the game, much less cover the 17 points. And it was my guarantee. And so I went up and I hate betting even if we're getting points cuz I don't like to win a bet then lose the game. Yeah. But it is 
a consolation. It makes you feel a little better. Oh, it's terrible. I would trade. I tell you what. I would trade the game for the money. Of course, for the thousand dollars. Wow. Yes. I think yeah. any true fan would do. For that. Sure. Would you take a thousand dollars? Easy. Oof. Dallas Cowboys. No. They can keep the loss, but you have to take a thousand. That's an ugly game, buddy. Yeah. They keep the loss, and you take the thousand bucks, or they get to win, and you just stay where you are. No, give me the money because they're going to lose anyway. I have nothing to do with them winning or losing. No, that's not the point of the game, it, it, But if I'm going to be real about but it. We're not being real because it's not a real thing. Oh, it's not? If this is not a real scenario. <laughs> You're not giving me a real $1,000? No. Okay. And I'm, what, I don't get to pick. No, I'd rather them win. You would give up 1000 bucks for them to win? I mean, honestly, the, the 1000 would be great, but the, the joy I get when the Cowboys win. It's worth 1000 bucks. I don't I mean, believe it's the, it's the whole week. I don't believe him either. I don't believe him. Not not a regular season game. Really? No, I, I, don't, I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't believe you either. No. But why should I believe me then? Yeah, why, why do you do it? Because I just know I'd give a thousand bucks. I'd give that money up in a heartbeat to have that win. It's terrible. Dude, a loss will ruin your day. Like, ruin your week. Who? Your team. What if your team loses? If you're a, if NFL if NFL is your first love, though, it's okay to lose a game occasionally. All you do is get in the playoffs. Against, yeah. against Arizona? Oh, that's terrible who they lost to. God dang, Arizona's trying to tank the year and they... I don't think they're trying to tank the year. I, I'm convinced no, the that players they're not. and the coaches aren't. Right, that's correct. Right, it's it's like Major League, right? The movie, yes. <laughs> Where the owners are so pissed <laughs> off about this right now. Yes, I agree. But I think you would take the thousand bucks because regular season. Well, lost. don't ask me the question then. We can, and then we can make fun of your answer <laughs> or agree with it. We can do both. I think just because regular season games don't matter as much in the NFL, they matter a lot, but they don't matter as much. Yeah, I just know how I feel after a win, and I'll, I'll take it. Okay, I'll give you a thousand bucks right now. That made, me, that made me feel better. Just kidding. They lose to the Patriots this week. <laughs> no, that, that, are you guys next? Yeah, that's gonna be a tough game. We gotta, have a, we gotta bet something, right? Dude, you now lost to the the, the freaking Cardinals, so you can lose to anybody. I know, I know, but but I mean, our offensive line was beat up. We had three missing O linemen. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Diggs out, so they bullied that corner for sure. Diggs, it's okay. We just gotta figure Diggs that out. Diggs being out forever sucks. It does. It does, and we've got to figure out. The Cowboys have to figure out how to score in the red zone. Dude, the Dicks like, thing got to sucks. Figure that I, out. It's been four days because we were in Vegas, and we have, it's a Tuesday when the show comes out. The Dicks thing sucks for you guys. I felt really bad for you. We were flying. We were in the air, and I think, did you find out as soon as we landed? Mm-hmm. And then he texted me the picture because we didn't sit together. The picture of what? Of the, Schefter's report. Of like the breaking news breaking update news. on your phone. Oh, flying there. Uh-huh. Yes. We are flying to Vegas. Flying yeah. yeah, I saw it, and it, it just sucks. He's so good. Yeah. That t- you know, the Cowboys always ha- have something go wrong. I mean, this is everyone, every team. Yeah, but he's a superstar. He is. He's, he's, we, we definitely needed him, for he, sure. He's a superstar. And then, uh, let's see, what were the other big notes in NFL before we get into that? Oh, Jacob Hester in just a second. Obviously, Chubb didn't play. Yeah. But, but, they, but, but they're saying that it's not a season ending. Well, no, career ending. No, career, uh, career, ending. career ending, I mean. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I said season. I already dropped him. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh no, career ending. Oh my god, I got to go back. Uh, biggest surprise NFL wise, except for the Cowboys and Cardinals, 70, 70 to whatever they're. <laughs> what the Broncos. Dolphins. What did the Broncos score? Bad. Who cares? Seventy freaking points. That's unbelievable. Wild. You, Kevin? For me, it'd be the Texans smoking the Jags in Jacksonville. That was going to be mine yeah, too. That Dang, that was Eddie and I's team in the Eliminator. Yeah, that was. So they're done in the Eliminator. I still have two teams left. Because I took Baltimore, I, I bought six teams. I don't want to mention it because it's confusing. But I have I took Baltimore and Kansas City as my two other ones, so I have two left. But I think it wiped out most of the league with the Cowboys losing, the yeah. Jags losing. Yeah. Who else lost? That was an underdog, or that was a. 
Um, are those the two big ones? Those are definitely... Oh, the Colts beating the Ravens. Yeah. That's a big one. Wait. Baltimore? Yeah, Ravens lost. Hold yeah. on a minute. In overtime. I'm, you're right. So, so I thought you had another team that you no, were talking on. about. Maybe I did. Maybe I'm, I'm mixed up here. Oh, no. What if I only have... I, I didn't even look. In Uh-oh. one week. It was a week. It was a weird week. Yeah. You just... The NFL. In most weeks, you do. But, and I'll read you. You want to hear my betting stats for the... The week, and Kevin does all my analytics. I give him my phone. <laughs> what I, a job. <laughs> well, I also want it to be like transparent that I'm not lying. Right. No, I, and I appreciate and eventually, that. Eventually, if I want to do my own, that's fine. But I just want people to know that Kevin gets my phone and goes through it and then sends me all the information. But what I'm going to do first, though, is... Miss Smiles Accountant. Yes, checking those smiles out. Yeah, checking those One smiles. One smile, ding. <laughs> yes. Ooh, that's a frown. He yes. can't. Oh, well, no. <laughs> There were there were a lot of frowns. A lot of frowns there. I picked Seattle and Kansas City were my winners. Okay, okay. so Seattle's yeah. good. Kansas You're yeah. good. I lost Baltimore, Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Yeah. Eddie and I, Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. Remind me too. I want to talk about my almost. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, I got to talk about that. Do it now. I mean, did, Kevin, did I show you, did I show it to you? You didn't show me, but you told me about well, it. So, so the thing is, like, I knew we were going to Vegas, and so. Almost anytime we travel, I'm like, oh, I got to put my bets in before we travel because I never know if I can bet in that state or not or whatever. So I put a nine game parlay real quick. It was the quickest I've ever put a parlay at the airport here in Nashville for college football. Nine games. Nine. Boom. Hit them. Dodge. Bet them. Bet them. Bet them. Bet them. Bet them. Boom. Let's go. See what happens. Saturday comes around. How much did you put on there? Two dollars. I put two dollars <laughs> and ninety four cents That's to awesome. win a thousand and like fifty or something. And so out of the nine games. How many games do you think you probably hit? Oh, I know what I hit. I hit eight out of the nine games, and the one I missed was Colorado plus twenty-one. And it was crazy because I, it was the first game. It was the first game of the day. So I know. So it kind of kills it. So it kind of killed the whole yeah. thing. But I went back and I was like, I wonder if I hit those last three games because I stopped watching the night games. I go back. Sure enough, I hit Texas. I hit Penn State, and I hit uh, what was the last one? Miami, maybe? It just hits you. Like, you're just getting more frustrated instead of excited. If it had been the last game of the day, that would have been awesome. You have, yeah. to, you have to decide if you're going to settle up or you There's know, cash There's no cash out. out. Right. So um, that was brutal, man. That's, that sucked. That's awful. At least it was the first one. I don't know. I mean, Is that I, better or worse? It's better. Yeah. Because you don't Get spend it all day way. worried about it. True. You just happen to look back at it and go, oh, man, not. Okay. Okay, one more. Okay. But I like that feeling's crazy though. When it's the last one or last two games, you're like, oh my gosh, I have a chance at a thousand dollars. Okay, here are my betting stats. This weekend, NCAA total wagered $1,561. Paid $1,385. Total negative $176. My Arkansas bet saved my butt, or I'd have lost Mm -hmm. it all. Mm -hmm. I had a bad week. I had a bad week, college. NFL wagered $1,375. <laughs> crazy, dude. No. <laughs> That's my favorite part about the auditing yeah, that I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll do mine after yours. <laughs> yeah. Wagered $4.50. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Paid plus $183. Okay. So I was plus 83 NFL, minus 176 NCAA. Hey, you made 10 bucks. Seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> For the weekend. That a boy. It's I'm not a loss. Plus $7. Now season total wagered $8,474. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> What's, I didn't give you that number. <laughs> 
Uh, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I would, I'd get divorced. I would have gotten divorced five times if I spent that kind of money. So season total, 65 combined bets, wagered $8,474, winnings plus 445 Okay. Looking up. If you want to know, because I had Kevin break it down even more, because usually I feel so confident in college and just NFL is like, just throwing those darts at those balloons at the fair, and you're like, I don't know. Is it going to hit one? <laughs> Maybe. NCAA, over the year, so far I'm down 581. NFL, I'm up 1,039. Wow. But I'm up $445 on the season. Total wagered $8,474, 65 combined bets. That's so many bets. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. That's, that's pretty cool you have Kevin doing that. Like, it's cool, because I don't think a lot of people know that. Like, I go down my list of, like, bets. I've probably placed that many bets. Mm-hmm. It's, like, way less money, sure. but... It's all relative, sure. But, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. mine's probably, like, placed 500 bets this weekend. I just am only doing it for transparency reasons. Because I hate when people are like, bet this, bet that, bet that, and then either they don't bet it, or they, don't, they only talk about their, their win. I mean, I can show sure. you all my losses, and it, but that's boring, but I just want to kind of tell you where I sit. I like it. So, mm-hmm. yeah... All right, 25 Whistles presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. For example, we did not win our parlay this last week. No, we didn't. Mm-mm. Western Kentucky, we hit that because they lost by three. Did they go overtime? Mm, no, I don't think no, so. No. Oklahoma, it, I, I bet that one by itself, too. They lost by half point. I mean, they won the game 20 to six. They were 14 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to throw my freaking remote to the TV. And then Florida minus 28 versus Charlotte, who we didn't even have a football team, and they didn't beat them that bad. Nope. 22-7. Oh, man. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't their best work. I like to apologize. That's okay. I mean, that Oklahoma is so close. The Florida ones, come on. Yeah. Come on, Gator. I felt pretty good. I yeah. didn't pinky promise that one, but I felt pretty good about that <laughs> one. Now, uh, if you want to take the 25 whistles parlay, because I'm feeling good about next week, I'm already got it. Oh, already you're feeling good? Like, oh, I'm already got it lined up. Good. Yeah, feeling pretty good. You can check out the DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369. See show notes for full details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here he is, running back at LSU, fullback in the NFL. He's got a show on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM. Go and search him out on Instagram. I'm a big fan, Jacob Hester. Jacob. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, it's tough to talk to somebody. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, been a fan, well, sort of, but late, mostly when you're a pro. But it's a tough talk to LSU guy after this weekend, man. I'm, hey, I didn't even wear LSU. I wore North Dakota State uh, just for you. I didn't want to rub it in. So, like, I wore a North Dakota State sweatshirt just so I didn't rub it in. I appreciate it. And you know what? You, you, you could. Let's just, we're here. Let's just talk about it for a second. That's a great game. Not going to lie about it. I don't know why we didn't let you guys score at the end of the game and, and take a shot at it at the end. Um, yeah. What do you think about this year's LSU program? I don't know. Just like I don't know about any of college football. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Um, you have the Mississippi State like from two weeks ago. You're like, okay, they're back in it. And then you have this week where they're at home and they let Arkansas in the game time and time again. So, Yeah. I, I, you guys are going through, obviously, yet had, had a new coach. He's his second year this year. And when you guys lost to Florida State last year at the beginning of the year, and everybody's melting down a little bit. Like, this, this sucks. This is over. You felt that switch halfway through the year with LSU, where now it's like we're a national championship team. And so do you feel like this is a year next year? Like, how long does it take to build a program down there? Do you guys feel like it needs to be one or two years immediate now because you are a power in the SEC? Yeah, it has to be immediate at a place like LSU. I mean, when you look at the last three head coaches, they've all won national championships. And whatever Nick Saban unlocked in the early 2000s, and now it's like, Okay, you see what it can be. And LSU has had some ups and downs, but since the early 2000s, they've been one of the standards of college football, second most national championships to Alabama. And so, like, you don't have a, a, a grace period as the LSU head football coach. And Brian Kelly certainly overachieved a year ago taking over the roster that he did, but then all it did, and you know this, was heighten the expectation. And so now, like, just getting to Atlanta in the SEC championship game is – like the bare minimum, it feels like, because you've had so many coaches win national championships. And so that's why the expectation, I think, was so high this year for LSU. It's because, okay, well, that was nice what you did a year ago, but now I need you to be back into the championship conversation. My last question about LSU but and having Brian Kelly as your coach, because we had Bobby Petrino for a while, and Bobby Petrino, he won games, but he was not a very likable person. And I mean, he didn't try to convince you to like him. He just was going to go out and win games. I feel like Brian Kelly is a bit the same where – if you don't have him on your team, you don't really like him. He doesn't seem like a super likable guy from 10,000 feet up in the air. How do you feel about Brian Kelly? Have you, have you spent any time with him as a dude? Has there ever been like a Notre Dame coach that anybody's liked that wasn't a Notre Dame fan? You know what I mean? And so like Brian Kelly's the Notre Dame coach for a long time, the winningest coach in that program's history. And I'll be honest with you, like 
I just thought I wouldn't like him because nobody likes the Notre Dame coach. Now, Marcus Freeman's probably changed some of that, but getting to know him, and I have had a chance to spend some time with him, and I think you're getting a different version of what I thought he was at Notre Dame. And I do think he's the right guy to lead LSU's program. I mean, his track record and then LSU's track record, like we just talked about, they feel like they're the perfect duo, the perfect marriage. And make no mistake about it, you are married together. I mean, with his contract and some of the numbers of his contract, you're going to be together for like nine more years at minimum. And so, like, it has to work. It's one of those situations, and it's going in the right direction. But again, it's like, okay, Hey, every time you get excited about the team, then you had a performance like you had on Saturday. And look, you're always going to take a win. And Bobby, you know the LSU-Arkansas series just like I do. Records be damned. Like, it doesn't really matter. I know for me, like the year we won a national championship, we lost to Arkansas in triple overtime. It's just that kind of series. And so you'll always take a win, certainly in the SEC. But you'd like to see LSU just continue to rise and not rise and then stall and then rise again. We talked about, and you mentioned, unfair or fair expectations. Now let's move that over to Colorado as we saw them get real, I mean, boat raced by Oregon this week. I think we all thought they would lose. Their best player's not playing. Oregon's also just really freaking good. I mean, a little bit. All that success early has created a whole new group of haters for for Deion Sanders. Like, What's a success for Colorado this year? I think getting to a bowl game would be a massive success. I mean, Bobby, they were a team that won a singular game a year ago. They were bad. I mean, they were epically bad. And then you come and you win a game against the TCU, and then you beat a Nebraska, and then you beat a rival. Like, they've got three wins, right? It's triple what they had just a year ago. And if they get to a 7-5 and five record, that has to be a massive success considering everything that – you did on this roster, which is basically a brand new team. And then where they were a year ago, the buy-in is there. Like the cheapest ticket to get into the Colorado State game was like 417 bucks to get into a Pac-12 versus Mountain West game, right? So the buzz is there. We saw game day. They've got every star. They've got Little Wayne. They've got The Rock. The Rock played for Miami. Why are you at Colorado? Doesn't matter. He's there, right? And so they're doing a lot of good things for that program right now. And I think that the expectation got blown out of of the water because of where they started, how they started going against a team in TCU that played for a national championship. But you have to be a realistic uh, viewer. And I think realistically, they have a chance to make a bowl game, which is a really nice season considering where you were a year ago. And I would say the same thing. But I think now if they don't win nine or ten games, you're going to have a lot of uneducated (laughs) people hating very loudly going, I told you so. But you told us what you just don't like Deion Sanders. I mean, that's how I feel that that expectation has been so unfairly set over there. That makes no sense to me. Like, why do you not like somebody because they're doing it differently? Like, that just does not make sense to me. Like, he's got a way that he wants to build this program. And you had to hit reset. When you watch that team a year ago, they were never going to be competitive. And it's a harsh reality. But he had to go in there, hit reset. He brought in better players. They're only going to continue. Now, if he stays there for three or four years, I think they really, truly can build something there. But that's the way that he had to do it in his eyes. It's like when you look at that and then you look at, like, say, a Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. Well, he doesn't take players through the transfer portal. He doesn't like NIL. Well, how's that working out for them? Right now, Clemson is two and two. And Clemson is one of the pillars of college football over the last decade. Are they being left behind right now? Feels like they're at the train station. The train's moving and they're staying right there on the platform and everybody else is kind of on that ride going to the future of college football. And so like, there's a couple of different ways you can do it, 
But don't hate on someone, hate on a coach, hate on a team because they're doing it differently than you've seen it done before. College football is changing. I mean, we're on a path like we've never seen before. 2024 is going to be completely different than anything we've ever seen in college football. So, yes, you have to do it different way. Don't hate on somebody because they're not doing it the way you like it or the way it's been done before. You're talking about the relationship that you have with a head coach for X amount of years when you pay him a bunch of money. I think about Jimbo Fisher. And I think, I mean, when that Miami game, that Miami A&M game was not, but A&M just always seems to let A&M fans down, I feel. But Jimbo Fisher, when is it going to get to the point where they feel like they can actually buy that contract out? And yeah. isn't that a school? Like if you were Deion Sanders, you would just love to go to Texas A&M. Right. I mean, doesn't Dion in the SEC, like the place like Florida A&M, just feel incredibly scary to the rest of the SEC fan bases and look I, I love Jimbo Fisher Jimbo Fisher was my offensive coordinator for three years at LSU like I'm able to sit here and do shows like this because Jimbo Fisher trusted me to play running back and so it does pain me to see them continue to have games like they had against Miami but Bobby the wild thing is I, I cannot tell you if my life depended on why can A&M not be successful I could not give you an answer I'd be six feet under and I'd be having dirt thrown on top of me because I don't know why they're not good they haven't won a national championship since 1930 39. Elvis Presley was in diapers the last time they won a national championship. They haven't won a conference championship since 1998. They've only won one, I believe, in that 98 since 94. Like one conference championship since 1994. Look, oil's not new. And they've got all the oil money. They have all the resources. They have all the buy-in, the desire, the stadium, the state of Texas to recruit to the big national championship winning coach but I cannot tell you why they can't be successful. It blows my mind. They have everything that you possibly need to be great and one national championship since 1939, one conference championship in a couple of decades. That to me, it just doesn't make sense. And I do not have an answer for you. Well, and also, you know, he's won a national championship at a, we won't say a lesser school, but at a, well, we'll say a conference that isn't as difficult with, I mean, way more resources at AM, yes, than Florida State. Without you said question. that. Good. I just I don't want to get beat up, so I'll let you say that. So, <laughs> but what's happening there with the dynamic with Petrino as the offensive coordinator, but Jimbo Fisher as the head coach? And, you know, Jimbo saying, I'm going to call the plays, but Petrino, like, that's his strength. Like, what, what do you think is the dynamic over there? So far, so, so far, it's, it's been okay. And I, I know in the offseason, we were kind of wanting, and, and a lot of people were hoping we'd see an MMA fight break out on the sideline between those two huge personalities. But the offense has actually been really good. The game they lost against Miami, that was because the defense didn't show up there. I mean, you just watch this last game against Auburn. Like, Texas A&M is moving the ball. They're scoring points. They're actually catching up to today's offenses in college football. And so, so far, that's actually worked out pretty well. The question I had was Bobby Petrino, Missouri State, they were like 55th, I think, in total offense at the FCS level. I didn't really know if his schemes were going to work in today's college football, but whatever they've done to blend it together, that part of it has actually worked. And so we'll see if Texas A&M, they've got you know, really the thick of their SEC schedule coming up. they got to play Alabama. they got to play Tennessee, South Carolina. We'll find out more about the Aggies. But again, they've already got that loss. They've still got Alabama. They've still got Tennessee, LSU still left on their schedule, Ole Miss. And so I don't know why they can't put it all together. It feels like at least once they would, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm just I'm being insulted in my face. They play Arkansas next week, and you never want to mention them, you know. So I'll just accept the insult. Yeah, you got us twice. You got me twice in like three days, uh, Jacob. Um, 
Alabama, they play a Southern Florida, and it doesn't look great. They play a good old – they win, by the way, but they play a good old yep. Miss ta- team, and it looks pretty good. What is your take on Alabama where they are in 2023? I think Alabama is good with a chance to be great but not be elite. I think when you look at who they have, they've got some some players up front. Defensive line is, is really, really good. Offensive line, big question marks. Uh, playmakers on the outside as far as receivers, big question marks. They're still figuring out who the quarterback is. Jalen Milrow had nice moments against Ole Miss, but he also had a moment where he throws an interception in a coverage that you can just not throw that football. Like That is a, a, a scheme in which he should know. He's played enough football to know that, and so still inconsistency at the quarterback position, and Alabama's going to win their games, but I do not think this is a championship Alabama team, and I know every time we say that, they prove us wrong. I mean, you can even go back to the stats. The last time Nick Saban had a double-digit home loss was 2003 while he was a head coach at LSU. Well, they went and won a national title that year at LSU. The last time they weren't ranked in the top 10 in the AP, 2015. They went and won a national championship that year. So they've proven us wrong time and time again. But, Bobby, this this roster doesn't look like a national championship roster. I think, again, they can win 10 games. They can go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. But they still have games on their schedule that they've got to go out there. And it's going to be similar talent. And can they make the plays to win? When you look at some of the quarterback matchups down the road, like when they play LSU, LSU Jaden Daniels had a really good game in that matchup a year ago. Is your quarterback going to be able to make the plays to win a game like that? So it's not, it feels disrespectful because Alabama is the standard of college football, but right now they can be a good team, possibly great, but I do not see an elite roster right now. How do you feel physically after playing, obviously at the highest level in college, won national championship, played in the NFL for those years. Do you, do you have nagging injuries or cause you probably still could have played when you quit, right? Or did you get out because yeah. you didn't want to have that happening your whole life? Well, it's uh, it's a great question. And so I was six years in the NFL playing the fullback position and I played running back at LSU. But hey, you get drafted to the NFL, you do exactly what they want you to do so you can have a career there. And it was something there was a lot of collisions. And so, yeah, you, you deal with some stuff and some of it's unfortunate. And I was actually so I was. Going into year number seven, I just finished up. I had you know four and a half years in San Diego, a year and a half with Denver, and then the hometown Saints call. And I grew up a huge Saints fan, Bobby Bear. Shout out to the Cajun Cannon. And I was like, okay, if there's any team I'm going to try to keep playing, it's going to be the Saints. But I had this moment, and I had moved my family. So I now have five kids, but I had three at the time. And we're moving across the country. We're moving from California to Colorado, back to Louisiana. And then you get this call to go play for the New Orleans Saints. And I had this moment, Bobby. It's hard to, when they called me to give me the contract to go to training camp, I had this feeling in my gut that was not a good feeling. It wasn't like an excited feeling. It was like, hey, bud, you are done. And if you're not fully into the NFL, if you're not 100% in, you don't need to be out there because you're not going to fare well. And so I had that moment of, hey, go ahead. And I already had some media things lined up it's like this is time to start your next career and so yeah i deal with stuff every single day as far as injuries uh but i think i got out at the right time because if i had played one more year i really don't know where my body would have been and again i didn't want to move my family yet again for a third time in three years last question i have for you here but whenever you stop playing football and you've been celebrated for that your entire life uh youth to nfl like, did you have a brief period where you're like, I don't even know who I am right now because I've only done this one thing? Absolutely. And, and again, like I already knew that I wanted to get into sports media. I had done some radio while I was playing in San Diego and I even kind of had 
a path to what I wanted to do, but you do feel lost. And I feel so bad for my NFL brethren that have no path. They don't know what they want to do. I mean, it's every, every piece of you has to be fully bought in to being an NFL player in high school, in college. And certainly once you get to the NFL and it is your entire life, it consumes you because if it doesn't, you're not going to make it. And then all of a sudden, one day they tell you, Hey, you're done. You're not going to be able to play anymore. And you created this competitive nature that you have. And that's really the thing that you try to find. Where do I put this? How am I competitive in everyday life? Because I've always competed every single day of my life to keep my job, to be the best at my job. And I still, this to this day, I've been retired for like eight years and I want to be competitive in something. You try to do it in your job and you can to some extent, but it's like, do I need to go play like co-ed over 30 <laughs> softball or something? Because I really need to get this competitive nature out. That's probably the hardest part is where do I place that? And again, like you said, I've done this every day of my life to get ready for this point. It's all I've really ever done. It's an elite skill set. But now what do I do? And I wish the NFL PA, it's a whole different conversation, but I wish they did a little bit more to help players out once they're done playing. I'm a big fan of you guys, you and T-Ball both. So let me say this. And we mentioned it before you came on. But you guys host off campus on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM. You can watch them 7 to 10 a.m. Central Time on YouTube or 104.5 ESPN. But T-Bob doesn't know who I am, doesn't know I exist. But tell him I say hello because I listen to you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, T-Bob's funny as crap as well. And so just uh, you guys keep at it. I It was just unfortunate it had to be after the LSU game because I came into this interview not liking you as much as I usually do. But it is what it is. And we'll move on to next week. Hey, Bobby, if it makes you feel better, I threw all my trash talk to our guy, Justin Moore. He's the Arkansas guy that got all of the trash talk. And so I saved it for him. I didn't give any to you. Again, I even wore a different college sweatshirt just for you today. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Uh, Big fan. Hope to see you soon. Appreciate it. You as well. See you later. All right. Thanks to Jacob Hester. And we're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with the code BOBBYSPORTS. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code BOBBYSPORTS. The crown is yours. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. See show notes for full details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle-tattle with for those watching right now, we are multi-multitasking. I'm eating lunch. I'm having makeup put on me because I'm about to go do an interview with Dolly. We're doing the sports show. So if you're watching this on uh, on the feed right now, I apologize. All right. Entertaining. Kevin, you're up. Number one. <laughs> okay. I know that they lost on Saturday to Oregon, but I was thinking about Deion Sanders being a head coach, former player, and if you think of somebody else that can come in there, change a the program, NFL or college, who do you think could do that, and what program would it be with? I mean, part of the Dion effect is he's so outspoken. So not everybody has to be as outspoken. But part of the reason that he so has always been successful, one, is that he can back it up. He's obviously one of the best ever. But that he tells, like, he's a scene himself. And they're also going to lose more games. So, you know, I don't think there should be any guilt about them losing. But I think Peyton Manning is somebody that would come into, like, a Tennessee. Ooh, that'd be cool. And just demand so much respect and people would want to play for him. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what Dion does, right? Demands respect through his way, like being one of the greatest of all time and being like a super players coach. But I think Peyton Manning, I don't know if he'd be a super players coach or not, but I think Peyton Manning would come in and be somebody that people would listen to right away. And he's so cerebral, as opposed to someone like a Tom Brady, who's a big winner, but I don't know that he'd be a good coach. Because I don't think, I don't think a Tom Brady is like an X's and O's guy. I think a Peyton Manning is, he does, he's an offensive coordinator. He's his own offensive coordinator. He's like obsessed with film and tape. Mm-hmm. I think, Br- yeah. What if Brady no, had like great offended. coaches? No, I'm no, not. No, I'm he's not, definitely, I'm he's not. definitely offended. <laughs> no, he's, he got offended. Yes. He triggered me. <laughs> we don't know that side of Brady, though. You know, like I've never heard him talk football. It's like and, that. and I've never heard him talk. Thank you, Lauren. I've never heard him talk, or people talk about how obsessed he is with football granularly. Right. It's always, he trains hard, he works out, he motivates his guys. He kisses his son on the lips. But, okay. But Peyton Manning is that guy who is notebook after notebook, obsessed with film. Because we've seen him and his brother like just talk football and dissect it. And we've heard people talk about them in that way. And you have to be obsessed to be at a high level. But I would say Peyton Manning way more than Brady. Whatever. Like we didn't know Romo <laughs> was so like knowledgeable. I mean, I knew he was like a good, decent quarterback. But until he he was in the booth, that's when we're like, wow, this guy really knows football. Yeah, Brady will be there next year. 
So maybe uh, we'll find dude, out. Dude, I, this is not a Brady defense. I know. Segment. I'm just What's saying. With you? <laughs> God dang. All right. What else? <laughs> Ask me a question. Hates my answer. <laughs> Go ahead. After a low scoring battle in South Bend the other night, did you leave the Notre Dame Ohio State game thinking like these are two really good teams or two average teams just kind of going at it? I always feel like Notre Dame's an average team, and they always get the benefit of the doubt if they're playing other average teams that both teams are great because everybody just wants Notre Dame to be good. But I, I, and I always feel like Ohio State's the opposite. I always feel like they're really good, even if they're not. I give them the benefit of the doubt because they have been really good over the years. But when I was watching the game, I thought they were both fine. And sometimes superpower match superpower and equals zero. Zero, yeah. But I didn't feel like this was Iron Man versus Captain America. I felt like it was more like Ant Man. Oh. Versus who's a Flash? See, yeah, like one of the other B ones, like <laughs> yeah, still yeah. good. He could probably still save a life. Blue Beetle. Yeah, but it ain't one of the mains, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I, they're both good teams. Do I think either one of them will win the the national championship this year? I think Ohio State possibly. I don't. I don't think Notre Dame will though. After watching them three games so far this year, they're a lot better than I say they were. I mean, when Brian Kelly was the coach, they got to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Generally, they don't. They they kind. They're like the Cowboys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What does that mean? All due respect. America's team. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, next one up. Going to the NFL after starting zero and three and taking a seventy to twenty beat down in Miami on Sunday. Do you think Sean Payton's regretting taking that job in Denver? Man, I would have said no last week, and I don't know if he's regretting it. Maybe he regrets that he can't forge more of a relationship with his quarterback because I don't feel like they're on the same page at all. Him and Russell Wilson, I don't feel like, again, I could see Russell Wilson getting benched, even being owed all that money. So I don't know if he regrets it, but I think he probably regrets saying that the last coaching job before him was the worst coaching job of all time. Yikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's probably something he wishes he wouldn't have said. But Sean Payton's always been a guy who says it, right or wrong, he just says it. And you got to respect that. That's 70 to 20. That was a bad one, man. Man, that, that post. They scored game. eight touchdowns between Mostert and A Chain. Yeah. In fantasy, some happy people. I had A Chain on my bench. <laughs> That's right. But I'm sure a lot of people yeah, did. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, start him. I don't. Yeah. But I had him on my roster, and everybody's trying to pick him up now, but already, I have him. But yeah, I had, he had 52 points on the bench. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's rough. That's rough. All right. Last one here Justin Fields, all time low in Chicago. Do you think he'll make it through the season as a starter? I'm so shocked at how bad they are. Especially because they got a, a lot better midway through the end part of last year. And they're supposed to be a, like their head coach, Eberfluss, mm-hmm. is a defensive coach. And their defense sucks. But also, Justin Fields, last year, the big breakthrough was whenever he just started running on purpose. Because he would, they would say, well, he can't stay in the pocket. One, two, then he runs. Finally, they started designing a lot of run plays for him, and that helped them, and they started to win more. And we saw the Bears win some games at the end of last year. Is this just happening again? Because now he has more weapons around him, too. He's got a number one receiver. I have to still think that the Bears are going to win some games. I don't know how, because they look awful. Bad. Like, they look like the worst team in the NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. But I just saw the same team basically last year win a bunch of games. So I'm still going to stick with them and say they're going to be a 500 team. That's t- It's tough. Mm-hmm. And they're going to keep Fields as their starter the yeah. whole season? Y- yeah. Yeah, I agree I- with that. I mean, if they were to lose with – if they're getting close towards the end, Fields is their starter, 
they have a chance at the number one, number two pick. I, I have no doubt Fields will. Well, I have doubt. I, Fields will probably have some sort of mystery injury or they'll take him out or something so they can keep losing and get that pick mm. and then trade Fields. Yeah. Game of the week this week versus the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching that one? <laughs> We all will. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll For have entertainment you. purposes. We will, no, we'll watch it. We love any football, but God dang it. <laughs> okay, that's the Tittle Tattle. Hey, I do want to bring this up before we end the show. We went to Las Vegas. All four of us were playing craps together. Mike Let's D make some money, boys. Well, Mike D could have stayed, but he wanted to get back and have a lie. He was the smart mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. He was a smart one. Um, our episode with UNLV is up, so you can watch that. But we had a little chant. Let's make some money, money boys. Let's make some money, boys. Let's make some money, boys. Let's make some money, boys. So we go to the crafts table, and I've been working. As a, we'll meet you guys at the crafts table. And Eddie was not playing, but standing at first. There was It was a packed table and really for me i just wedged my way in there you did you did but i think there were four of us so i was like i'm gonna sit out for a little bit and kevin and reed had never played crafts before so i said okay i want to this is the fundamental way to play crafts we're just going to show you the very first thing you roll the dice that's your point you try to hit the point that's how you win but if you roll a seven or eleven, that's a win. So we start slow. There's a lot of butts. <laughs> well, the, the first thing you got to know though is what that point is. <laughs> right, right. Like what the. So they're we, like a two landed. Oh yeah, we didn't tell you about that. Yeah, one. that one you lose. You lose. Yeah. <laughs> so we're playing, and we played. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, and I felt like you guys were starting to get the hang of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although, also felt like Reed had a little bit to drink, and was just throwing money out. He didn't even care if I get lost or not. He was yeah. just like, "Here's money," and so. <laughs> We have our chips, and this lady who's never played crafts before gets the dice. She's wearing a Burberry sweatshirt, and she starts to throw, and she threw for 41 minutes on one roll. And I didn't want to say it while we were playing, because you never want to comment on a, somebody that's throwing hot. You believe in the jinx. It's just that I believe, I, there's no reason to mess with it. Even if mm-hmm. I don't believe in it, am I going to screw with it? No, you believe in it, though. Nope, sure don't, but I'm not going to screw with it. <laughs> <laughs> she threw for 41 minutes. And Eddie sat back and never got in until she was done. Like, he let such a hot roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you weren't in it. Uh-uh. I missed right. all of her roll. So, Reed and Kevin and myself are doing pretty good. We're winning some money. And Reed's going, this is the easiest game ever. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh my boy. God. We never played before, but he's like, this is the easiest game we ever played. How do we not play this more? All you do is win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And what I wanted okay. to say was that was such a rare treat to have someone roll that long and that strong. And it wasn't just her. There were a few rolls. It never left the side of that table until we left. That n- Guys, if I go to Vegas 10 times, that might happen once. And that was your intro in. Yeah. And so, <laughs> between Reed going, why don't we play more of this? <laughs> it's all, all you do is win. This is the easiest game ever. Yes. Then Eddie not getting in until 70% of the winning was done. And Kevin running fullback for me because I'm trying to play the game. Listen, I love meeting people that listen to the show. But I'm literally th- put throwing money out there and some dude, I don't know if he's drunk or not, it keeps trying to come around the table and take a picture. Like They don't want pictures at the table anyway. Vegas doesn't want you to take pictures at the table. You can step back. But we're in the middle of the This woman's rolling for 40 minutes. And he's like, hey, I want to get a picture. And Kevin's blocking for me. And blocking for me. <laughs> and I'm throwing, I'm, and I'm like, when the roll ends, I'm happy to. But I didn't say and she rolled for 41 minutes. I never took a picture of that. <laughs> I think he left eventually. 
But it was a really fun night. We made a bunch of money. And it was a good trip. We made some money, boys. I hated the Arkansas loss, but other than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, like, Reed, how much did you make on that, just that session? Just that session, uh, I put down $200 and I left with like 740 So... You know, it's so easy, guys. It was. It's that was. A, it okay. does seem easy through that. You yeah. know, we all went our own ways, and we said like, "Good night. We're going to bed." Bones and I went up the elevator. We're going to bed, right? Mm-hmm. These two went back to the table. You guys gambled more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me come back to that. Yes. Uh, Eddie, how much did you make? I doubled my. I put two hundred down. I think I walked out of there with one hundred and fifty, one hundred sixty, like three fifty or so. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin, at that table, I made two eighty. And what'd you start was, with? So I started the weekend with 400. No, guys. no, not the weekend, just okay. the table, just that session. Oh, 120, I believe, something like that. You so started yeah. with 120 and you so left with? 380. Is that right? <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's yeah. a good roll. Did that save your weekend? Yes. I went from losing $300 to breaking even, basically. Did that save your weekend? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I ended up being up like three or $400, so not counting your reimbursement. Oh, yeah, Kevin told me you had lost some money, <laughs> and so I just gave it. That's very dad. Record time. What? This guy lost money. Well, Record time. I heard it was yeah. a quick 150. It was a, it was a quick one. I was, yeah. Four and, minutes. Four and, minutes. And Reed was grinding, working the whole yeah. time, too, on the weekend. Yeah, he was. And I was like, hey, look, you do have to learn your lesson in gambling. But, <laughs> yeah. So I gave him 150 bucks to recoup his gambling losses. What a guy. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, I'm the worst when it comes to like knowing if I have like 10 minutes to gamble. I didn't know if I was going to get to do any more. So then I'm just like... You're throw- rush gambling? I, yeah, rush gambling. Yeah. That's basically... Yeah, that's what it was. What were you playing? Roulette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started with 500 and I left with 1970. Jeez. Jesus. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Almost 2000. Imagine if you uh, won anything on my rolls. That would There's only better. one person the whole time... <laughs> They crapped out immediately. It was Kevin. It was yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm loading up. We're going kickoff, Kevin. I'm loading up. I felt crapped out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you feel great? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I just lost mm. 400 bucks in one roll right there, dude. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Man. And that was not how it usually happens, guys. Just so you know. Three. Yes, I, remember I, hey, I that. Had, I had a dream that night. No, no joke. I'm not even lying. I had a dream that night that I was at the table. I was at the craps table. You know, everybody's chanting my name. <laughs> You dreamed that? I dreamed that. What on earth? I was, I was, I was throwing He's the hooked. dice. You're obsessed. Slow motion. Yeah. He's hooked. So, so what did you do yeah. when you went back and gambled after? Um, We just did one more one more <laughs> round. I think you won another like 50 bucks, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I it lost. Was, it, was more, it was more at first. And then, of course, yeah, we kept going. <laughs> hey, it always starts with one more. One yeah. more. But it was 50 bucks more. Yeah. yeah. So it worked Hey, do we give our guarantees for this week? Because I read... Uh, Reed wasn't on in the studio earlier. So we, have we done our, our... The recap? Yeah. Yeah. No, we did the recap, but have we done our, ours for this week? Not for the coming week. No, no, no. Then no, we no. should do that real quick. That might, we've tried to end the show for like 20 minutes, <laughs> but we should do that. So, Oh, uh, man. So, Reed, did you hit yours last week? Mm. I did. Okay, you hit yours. I hit mine. We talked about that. Okay, do you guys have your guarantees this week? Uh, let me pull mine up. Mm-hmm. That means you're going to pull Stand up the hand Stand by. No, mm-hmm. no, I just got to make sure. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'll go first. Go ahead. Right, mine's a little something called Arkansas again. The fact that you guys are all down. I told you last week that the LSU game was just... just Easy smiles? Count, count your smiles. Yeah. So I'm going... My Mine is Arkansas plus six and a half. And it says Arkansas is at home, but they're not really. It's uh, Texas A&M. It's the, the Dallas game in Jerry's world. So it's not really a home game. Mm. They're just considered the home team. But Arkansas plus six and a half. That's it. 
I done. Kevin? Okay. I'm gonna go with Georgia at Auburn, minus fourteen and a half. Wow. That's all. I know. That's how I'm like, really? Because I Auburn I mean Auburn's three and one, but they are not good. Eddie? Look, I think I believe Oh my god. Are, I are believe you doing, are you going I believe the Razorbacks. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They're go going to Cowboys. Cowboys. Easy. Right. Let me finish. The Razorbacks are going to warm up that stadium for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Hosting okay. the New England Patriots. <laughs> and I have a theory. Guys, we knew we were going to lose that game because this next one was going to be really important. We're going to have New England in Jerry's world. They're going to kill the Patriots. They're at seven right now. Take them. Dallas Cowboys minus seven. That'll give you some smiles. Well, seven points is a lot in the wow. NFL. Nah. Unless not. you're the Dolphins. Or the, the Cowboys versus they, the Patriots. They almost beat the Dolphins. Reed? I'm going to go Colts minus two. Reed always picks like a weird team. <laughs> but but I've, he hits them. Have you, I've hit one. One oh, or two. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> okay. So, so what is it, Ray? Or, uh, Reed? Colts Col- minus Colts two. Colts minus two, yeah. Uh, playing in Indianapolis versus the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he goes, yeah. 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 How, how much time we got? Uh, however much you need. I got, I got a funny story. For, for listeners, Last I want to know more about Reed. Oh, Last come thing. on, man. So we were on the way to the airport, and we were talking about road rage for some reason, blah, whatever, and Reed comes up with the best story to really explain what kind of person this guy is. He said, <laughs> one time, one time, this guy cut me off, and he said, <laughs> he said and, and I rolled down the window, and I yelled, be patient, man. And the guy, like, sped up, got behind me, followed me for, like, five minutes. Everywhere I went, I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, he's going to kill me. Finally, we were at a stop sign. The guy got out of his truck, said, what did you say? He said, I said, be patient, man. No, you didn't. You told me bad words. He's like, no, man, I swear. I said, be patient. (laughs) And the guy goes, oh, okay. Got back to his truck and left. And I'm like, who says, who rolls the window down, upset, and says, be patient, who man. Who sits there when a guy walks up to your truck asking what you said? <laughs> yeah. It's a true story, though. I love it. I went home and told my wife. I'm like, she's like, what's Reed like? I'm like, let me tell you. Innocent. <laughs> yeah. Innocent. Yes. Gambling addiction. Sweet. <laughs> gambling addiction. Yeah, yeah. But anytime we hear about you gambling, you win. You don't do it a lot. That's true. But yeah. the time that he got on and bet college basketball. Oh, yeah. And went ape crap and just won every game. That's why you love know, it. Maybe man. it's you, bro. Maybe you're just such a good, kind spirit that it just follows you. Yep. Maybe it is. You know. <laughs> Maybe. Just be patient. Be patient, man. <laughs> just gotta be patient. All right, you guys follow us at Twenty Five Whistles. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan is not going to leave ESPN and go take the Jets job. By the way, he says he has no interest. So if they lose again, bad. They're going to oh, do something. They play the Chiefs. Yeah, they're going to do gonna something. It's going to be bad. It's the NFL, though. They might, they might win by 30. That's true. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks to DraftKings. Thanks to you guys. And Friday. Uh, see you Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the enough. whistle button, Mike. Fair enough. I, yeah, there we go. That's the whistle. <laughs> Nobody has their whistle. There we go. There Thank we go. you. Bye, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts